Hey, so, um, <clears throat> hi, welcome back. Hi, yeah, we've it's been, been a while. We've been gone for a while, and sorry about uh, that. Yeah, we apologize. Like I, I've actually had a lot of people say, "Are you guys still doing this?" Well, that, I think that's why it's kind of dads with cars. Dads are busy. Dads da- get sick. Dads have family. That is a really good point. Yeah. Dads get the COVID. Dads can't produce a car show every <sighs> single week, <laughs> or whatever it is. Well, we could have produced that car show every oh week. Oh my god, <laughs> we could have had better trophies. I think. <laughs> We're talking about the car show we all went to, which was pretty much a conglomeration of boring dealerships well, showing off the Well, it's the Silicon Valley cars. Auto Show, which used to be the International Auto Show, which, oddly enough, was at first in San Francisco and then in downtown San Jose, and now has been moved to Santa Clara. Yep. And I think I... I I think I've been to that show three times, and it has gotten progressively worse yes. each time. Yeah, it was terrible. Well, a couple times ago, there was Audi, there was BMW, yep. th- there were some more exciting brands there. I thought. Okay, so what what brands were there? Like, what did we actually see? We saw Mazda. We saw Mazda. Honda. We saw Honda. Toyota. Ford. Yep. Um, there there was a McLaren setup, but it was two cars. No, that was gross. Yeah. And gosh, what else? That was, was Jeep. There? And that was the Lexus. That was Jeep. The, yep. There was Jeep. Was Lexus. Chrysler. 360 garage people. That wasn't McLaren, was it? No. Oh, okay. No, that was local. It was local, a local like, like car storage. Which they had the gotcha. uh, the Homer Simpson donut car, which I appreciate. Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Homer cool. Simpson donut car. What was, was cool. that? Like a 720s or something? I don't Dude, even know. You're speaking a foreign language to me. I'm so glad to hear that. There's something about cars that you're not comfortable with. Hey, you know, I, I don't know either. I about love those. English cars and. McLaren, I just can't get behind. I mean, they, they're beautifully... McLaren's en- a British car maker? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> they're beautifully engineered cars, but they seem like they are completely soulless. Like a lot of England, really. Jeez, how do you feel Whoa. about that, Ben? Yeah, chill out. <laughs> I mean, my my boy Ben's got soul, but man, I live with, I live with English people. I, I, will, I will confess that I actually I did some research and some looking at uh, McLaren's just this last weekend. What what inspired you to do that? Uh, Ben's like affordable luxury. No kidding. <laughs> no. Um, what it, what prompted me to do this is, uh, and I have this. I just have never purged this uh, email <clears throat> mailing list from my <clears throat> inbox. Right. So I constantly, and when I say constantly, at least once a week, get an email from this guy PJ who runs like the car hacking group. Oh yeah. Hmm. You, I, you, I know. Buy low, sell high. I don't, know anything, I don't know anything about that. What's the car hacking group? So he, he, he hits, it's a lot of advertising. It's a lot of him talking about how rich he is and how much money he's made by buying and selling cars and that he has a whole system for it and that he will uh, invite you to become a member of his, his team. He says that he has 10,000 people in his Facebook group. Hmm. And you pay a one-off membership fee and you get access to all of his materials, all his contacts, all his deals on insurance and maintenance and all of the stuff that he's learned in 20 years of buying and selling cars. He's a, bit, a little bit like a modern Tom Vu. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Tom Vu? No, I don't think I do. Okay, so Tom Vu, late night, you know. You know what your problem is? You afraid of money. <laughs> Look at me. I got more money than God himself. I got Rolls Royce. I got Bentley. Look at all these beautiful ladies. They love money. You afraid of money? But uh, yes, I mean, the, and except this guy isn't 
uh, he's more Persian than that. Well, is his, is his mean, ancestry. You know, that's cool. And he lives in Florida. So oh, Florida. Yeah, no, so. it's okay. I don't take it personally. <laughs> he's a great hip hop artist. <laughs> um, anyway, some of his logic is quite sound, right? Some of it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, so some of the stuff that he does is quite interesting. Uh, breaking down the cost of ownership of a car, and typically his his whole thing, what he does, what he teaches people to do, and I guess what a lot of people do in, in the testimonials that you see that he puts in the email that he sends you every week to try and get you to buy the thing, um, is about somebody who basically buys a car, and I'm not going to say low, right? And this was why I was looking at McLaren's because he, he emailed this thing out and said, hey, this McLaren 570S is a really hackable car right now. So what does that mean? It means that you buy it for 160K and you lease it on a really good deal. Well, you don't lease it, you get a loan, wherever you get your payment, you, you keep your payment really low. You buy a good car that doesn't need a lot of maintenance, right? That doesn't have anything wrong with it. That's got a whole bunch of really great options. And then you sell it six, eight, 10, 12 months later for more than you bought it for. And indeed, sometimes more than you bought it for minus what you've spent out on it, right? So you end up gotcha. you end up neutral in the cash side, but you've had the opportunity to drive a McLaren 570S sure. for six months for well, free. Well, now why, why six months or a year? Why not keep the car for a few years? I mean, he, he's I saying think, it's Because I think the return on the increase in value is much shorter term. So he's trying to time mileage, uh, duration of ownership, et cetera, so that you can get out of it at a point where it's still kind of doing this versus like this. His hand was going up and down. Yeah, way, sorry, you can't see that. <laughs> like he, he's got a curve that he's trying to work gotcha. out that you know you sell it at the right time and you either end up flat and like Ben said, you drove the car for six months. It didn't cost you anything. And it cost right. you nothing. <clears throat> now, I, mean, I, I have had success with that, although I didn't use his system. Right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's not his system. Anybody can figure yeah. this stuff out. I think we've all done that. I mean, that's ah, the goal, we? right? I, I, well, with my old 996, I bought that thing for, I don't know, 29.5. I sold it for 29.5 four right. years later. Yeah, no, that's And brilliant. I put almost no money into it except for the actual alternator itself, which I did myself. So it's like... Oh my God, I just owned that amazing car for four years and it yeah. cost me almost zero dollars. I did that with a 2022 Tiguan. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like if you spend more money on a car, if you can afford it to begin with, then you can drive nice cars for almost no money because yeah, his, you, they hold their value. His niche in the, in the way that he positions his program is why why spend money and like, and like buy you know, a Honda when you could spend the same money and drive a McLaren. Yeah. And he's got all the deals for insurance and coverage and this and that and ways to build your credit and all this, all this other good stuff. I, I'm fascinated by uh, not just his ideas. I'm fascinated by the whole marketing around what he does, but he does one thing and he does it at least twice a year. And it is just so uh, it's really obnoxious. And it's like staring at a car crash because I can't I can't not read it. And then every time I read it, I'm like, God, man, this 
<laughs> so he'll like what twice a year, like once or twice a year, like Black Friday, and then he'll have like a I don't know, like a Black Friday in July sale where he'll where he'll say, Normally it's nine hundred and ninety nine dollars to join this program, but for this week only I'm gonna sell it to you for two seventy nine. <clears throat> and and what, he's selling just the information of yeah. how to buy a car and sell it for what you paid for and, it, essentially. And the, and the proved dealerships and the lists and the inside line and the insurance and the maintenance and where to get the PPI done and like okay. all the, all his inside info, right? Sure. That's how he positions it. I, I'm like, is it really, is it worth two seven? Is it worth, it's not worth $999. I mean, no. Some people might say no. it is, but I, I'm, anyway. And then he'll say, so I'm, I'm only going to, I'm only going to let 1,000 people do this. And, you know, and 500 people have already signed up. And I'm like, so, have they? so you've just made, right? Right. <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars for selling the same stuff to people that you were already selling. And you're saying that's supposed to, in, it's not right, fine. Great. Good for him. Like, well done. But then you're trying to tell me that, that I should be excited to give you more money. Like when you're just telling me how much money you've just made, it's not very enticing. It's not very. And he's selling a basic idea. It's not really. I mean, what is it? What is it really? It's just a bunch of words. You know, he's just selling a pamphlet. But I love the idea that he's selling to a thousand people $275 worth of stuff that at this point we probably could crank out on ChatGPT. Um <laughs> I mean, Actually, yeah. I wonder what happened if you typed into ChatGPT. That's more than a quarter of a million dollars. I, I'm not saying I, I. I don't want to misrepresent what what he's doing because I haven't paid the money and bought it and seen what the whole we should pack, do that. The whole pack is. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe we, we should. should. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's just words. I don't think it's like oh, you just do this, this, and this. <laughs> okay. It is access to the network. Okay. It's access to his contacts. It's access to like all the stuff that he's. This is what he says. That he's built up over the years. But not necessarily actual vehicles, right? Yeah, no. actual vehicles. Oh, actual vehicles. Yeah. Okay. Connections. Connections. Gotcha. He's not selling you a vehicle. He's not selling you a vehicle. He's he's building a connection. Yeah. He's like, here are the dealers. Here are the financers. Here are the, like to Ben's point, the PPI companies, et cetera. Insurance, all that nonsense. Shipping. Gotcha. Like, like the whole thing. Like preferred network, if you like, right? Yep. I'm going to start doing that. With what? Uh, I mean, cars, hey, I learned. Life. <laughs> I, I, I learned where to, you know, where to go to get like tacos. Well, no, like I didn't have to paint the entire fender of my car. Oh yeah, that was brilliant. I mean, so can we bring this back? Like, I love that <laughs> bit of information, but I, I have a thing to add that that brings it back to the car show. No, damn it. We can go back to that in a minute. Man, we're all <laughs> over the map tonight, aren't we? Okay, don't forget, guys. We're still at a car show. Okay, and it sucks. Yep. So. So speaking of that, Ben, one update, which is totally related to that. I sold my 1800. You did. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Like you actually came, got money. Yeah. And I got as much money as I paid for it. Incredible. And I got as much money as I paid for the Honda S2000 that I bought in 2014. Awesome. So I drove a Honda S2000 and the NK essentially from 2014 to now and paid no money. Amazing. Yeah. And insurance to me, you can't, that's not money. Yeah. That's I like saying gas yeah, is money. I don't it's include like, that or, you know, like some minor maintenance that I did right. on both cars. Although the Honda I did. That's no, going to happen I no matter the oil. what. That was it. Yep. I miss the Honda. Yeah. You always yeah. love that S2000. Yeah. I, I'm thinking I about getting another one. Yeah. I mean, even like I gave it to Ben to drive for a little while when your car was in the shop, I think. Yep. 
Which that doesn't narrow it down because it was in the shop for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you ended up cycling through a lot of my cars. You had the Benz <laughs> for a while and you're like, yeah, can I get something else? I'm like, yeah, take the S2000. You're like, okay. Um, yeah, so that felt good. So there's less crap in my garage now. That's another car that holds its value really well from what I've seen is oh, the, yeah. the S2000. I mean, I bought a 2005 S2000 in 2014 for 22500 bucks. I don't, I don't think you could buy one now for that. No. thirteen two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thirty two thousand. Yeah, kind of what I've seen. I felt like I bought it at the bottom when mm-hmm. they were sort of like there were a bunch of them around, and you know, you could find one in really good shape. Mine was in reasonable shape. It only had twenty two thousand miles on it when I bought it, but you know, it was red and it needed a bunch of polish work. It had to have some dents pulled, but other than that, it was like a perfect car. What did they ask for that car new? The S two thousand thirty high thirties. Okay, so they're pretty much right around that still. Yeah. What a car, Yeah, clearly. Yeah, they're amazing. It has withstood the test of time and held its value. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yep. I think I'd almost rather have one of those than the 986 Boxster. Oh, I would definitely rather drive that than a Boxster. I think it's way cooler. Even though I'm a Porsche guy, I love Porsche, and I do think the Boxster is... Do you a, love Porsche, Evan? I do. <laughs> I do think it's a great car to drive. Have you, do you have but, a Porsche, But, but looks-wise, by the way... I saw. I forgot what it was. I wish I could remember. It's on Reddit. It was it, a Porsche. It was a Porsche. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> go figure. It was a one of one fifty, but it was the real deal. It was like some crazy GT three anniversary. This that whatever, and I was like, ha, one of one fifty. Who's this clown? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is that is that better or worse? Uh. Well, I'm one of one hundred, so <clears throat> clearly I'm yeah. much more exclusive. Yeah. I'm gonna get you a plaque. Um, but it's not. Con- mine is not considered a. Wait, hang on. Lim- limited run. Does the it's car not, not have a plaque? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the problem. I rode in the passenger seat. I didn't see a plaque. There's no plaque. It's just a thing on the door sill that says... Oh, it's on the door sill? Yeah. It says, Does it say one of 100? No, it just says Porsche... Or I'm sorry, it says um, Sport Design Edition. Okay. Well, I'm not happy until it says one of 100. Because <laughs> I think I told you both that I had, uh, in, in England many years ago, I had a... British Racing Green Mazda MX-5. Yeah. And Which, that and that was a limited edition. It was number 138 out of 250. Mm-hmm. And it had a plaque on the dashboard, a brass plaque that said number 138. Now, wait, what was that a limited edition of? Like the MX-5? Yeah. Just period? Yep. Yeah. Well, they had they, one of those here, too. But it what, what made same. it different? It, it was British Racing Green. It had it had BBS wheels. Okay. It had wood trim. Did yours um, have gotcha. the uh, the Nardi steering wheel and stick yep. shift knob? Yep. Yeah. In wood. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. So it wasn't. There was nothing else special about it apart from being a limited edition of that right. trim. Yeah. Didn't you send it me a picture? Nice. Where did we just see one? Where was so, that? <clears throat> so there is a Facebook group in the UK. Was that your actual car? No. Uh, oh, that's right. You were saying uh, this is all. Oh no, that's my right. No, car. I remember. I remember now. Evan, yeah. I said I did send a pic, uh, link to. Uh, so the Facebook group, not very active, but every now and again somebody will pop up and go, "Oh, here's my car. Like I've just done this, or like, oh, I've just bought this car, or I'm." And this post that somebody put up, there was like, "I'm selling my car," and it was a number one sixty, and it was absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Should I get this? <laughs> but I'm holding out. I am holding out to try and find 138. Mm. I thought you were going to say you were holding out for the McLaren. No. <laughs> no, so I did, I did do mm. some exploring because I was, I was fascinated by like, working through this example of understanding like, what it would cost and you know, what, what you'd get, what, the, what, what that car would be like. Um, not 
I'm kind of not sold on it in the same way that you're not. It doesn't seem to have a lot of like, um, what was the word you used? Soul. Soul. Yeah. It's kind of like emotionless. It's kind of, it doesn't, it's kind of curvy, but like not, kind of not, not curvy. Yeah. And it's kind of, and it's kind of like not Lambo aggressive, but kind of sort of is. But it's like not Ferrari pretty when it really could be Ferrari pretty and it's not. And so it's sort of like, I mean, and again, I'm probably going to get my own friends will probably end up flaming me. But like between that and an NSX. Yeah. Like, what's the difference? Well, I, I mean, no, no contest for me. NSX. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So um, here's another thing. I, I This is really this is pretty vain. Right. But I don't like the McLaren logo. Oh, that weird like that. the, yeah, the cool. swoosh Star that's Trek that's okay. Pontiac thing turned sideways. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it's lame. Yeah, I mean, of all the stupid stuff, it's like come up with something real. Yeah, like make an M that turns into a W. Or Does something. he just focus on McLarens? That guy, or or I mean, Who? it seems the, no. the guy with the website you're, that Tom sells Boo. you the service. Tom I mean, Boo. PJ. It seems like you could no he's, do that he, with any. With he's a all lot about of different like uh, Rolls Royce you know, wraiths and and like Lambo SVTs and all like, like crazy stuff. Gotcha. Crazy stuff. Pontiac Aztec. But not, he's saying those are the types of cars you can buy and own for free. This is properly. I watched a YouTube video because it was linked from the email that I got the other day. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting. It was about McLaren. I watched it. I was like, Oh, interesting. And he's standing there in a, in a car, like a not showroom. It was like one of these car storage places. And he was like, Oh, this is a really cool place. They're going to, let me do a bunch of like videos with some of the cars in here. And I'm going to talk to you today about this McLaren. It's not the kind of car that I would hack anymore because it would make me feel poor. Hmm. And I'm like, what? When he says hack, what does he mean in relation to the car exactly? I also don't like his usage of that word. I don't, yeah. I don't think it, because like, you don't know anything about it because I'm telling you about it. Right. And you're like, what is that? What does he mean when he says that? So what he means when he says that is, is it a good car to buy now to be able to sell in a year to make money on? It's not car hacking. It's like price hacking. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of where I was, what I was thinking. Yeah. I, for a minute, I thought this is a car that you could customize digitally in some uh, way no. to yeah, suit no. your needs. No. It's more like arbitrage, I guess. Yeah. Um. All right, we're at a car show. We're at a car show. Well, not right now. We were. At we car. were at a car show. <laughs> we spent an inordinately long time looking at Hyundai Genesis. Yep. Well, was... we're with the kids. And like for me, when I was a kid, I think I'd mentioned this to you guys when we were there, but my dad used to work at the home show and he would we'd take me to these massive convention centers with all these booths, some of which I found fascinating. But for the most part, I was just blown away by the size of this massive building. And as a kid, I just loved running around in those buildings and yeah. to, to go there with my daughter and, and your guys' kids and watch them run around. You could kind of see, even if the cars weren't there, they had a bit of awe about the whole place. You know, they were kind of into it. And um, I don't know, it just seemed like a cool, maybe it'll be a core memory for them. Like I, I, when I told Charlie, my 10 year old, I was like, you can go in any car you want and sit in the driver's seat or go in the back or open the trunk or and, you know, do everything. You press all the buttons. I actually told her that when we were kids, we were really little. We'd, we'd go there to car shows and we would like steal knobs and, <laughs> you know, take all the knobs we could and try to unscrew the shifter knob. I was, I was a horrible child. They, they tape all that down now. Yeah, and I was pretty secure. 
But it was nice to see that none of our kids thought to do something as stupid as that. <laughs> well, I mean, they're like cars. Who cares? Yeah. But I, mean, I did. They did hop hop in and out of several vehicles. Yeah. And when Charlie, when I first told her, you can you can just jump in that car and pretend like you're driving it. She was blown away. She was like, what? I could just get in it. You know, it's exciting to a kid. I was kind of disappointed that like for because I remember going to like shows like that or like eat, like you said, like a home show or any trade show you go and there's usually like booths and there's like and there's always merchandising there was always like tchotchkes and well there was yeah, there was it like <clears throat> the san francisco international auto show like yeah. it was the place you went and got your chamois right yeah see no i wish you're right i didn't even think about that and that's like usually my kids they are like all over that they, they yeah. love the swag they want yeah. the bag they yeah. want the t-shirt the magnets they, they want yeah we don't do that anymore they want to spin the wheel and yeah. get the yeah, plush yeah. you know yeah. Yeah, i get it yeah we i mean they they did walk away with a few things but not really yeah it's because they sort them out like yeah. elwood's kind of wise to this now and he's just like oh i want to go get the thing so that's what i'm saying like normally there would be like dozens of stalls doing that. i feel like yeah. they really missed an opportunity there well, I mean, I would have, lo- I would have definitely bought some sham. You just said the word chamois. Like, I would have bought stuff like that. Some, some microfiber cloths. Sham wow. Some wipes for the dash. Sham wow. I love sham wow. But you know, you I, like the I, I do think too. that would have been really cool. Yep. Some blue blocker glasses. So oh, it look really hell cool yeah. when I'm driving the car. Hell yeah. <laughs> Come on, where are the blue blockers? Do these blue blockers make me look like I do coke. Mm. Some turtle wax. Not to be confused with the Swiss wax. I've told you guys I've never waxed my Porsche before, right? So I, I need to do that. Can I borrow some? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so anyway, uh, okay, we're at the car show. Go ahead, Ben. Oh no, no I was completely tangenting. That's okay, tangent. Um, I, I hadn't washed the car. Uh, unlike your gentleman's cars, they my car is outside almost all the time. The only fact, the only time it's inside is when I go to work and I park it in the underground. Mm. And um, so it's been out exposed to the elements and it's, as we have mentioned before on this podcast, a few times it has been raining a lot. So we're in California, Bay Area. It's, and it doesn't usually rain this much. So I haven't really been washing the car very often because like, what's the point? Like, yeah. It's going to rain all this weekend and all next week. So I'm like, why, why wash the car? Um, but there was a, like, a brief spell of a few days like last week where it didn't rain. And I think the weekend before that, I'd washed the car. So I washed the car, uh, and I did. I washed the car at home, which I haven't done in a while. And I remembered that I had a bottle of this Sonax like um, post wash um, protector. Mm. And so you wash the car, you spray this stuff all over the car, and then you rinse the car off again, and then you dry it. And I'd forgotten how good this stuff is. It is incredible. So. Not only like when you do that and then you rinse the rinse it all off, it like it like the water is like instantly beating off of the car, mm. so it then takes like a quarter of the time to dry the car after that because there's hardly any water on the car anyway. What I'd forgotten is it it protects the car so well that for like the last two weeks it's rained, and then normally when it rains and the the rain dries you're left with this like residue of like dirt and dust and stuff on, on the car but because the vast majority of the water is just running off of the car when it dries it's like clean mm-hmm. wow and i'm like oh i'd forgotten how good this stuff is yeah so so it does actually make a difference that stuff really <laughs> d- does make a difference and it's like so easy to do cuz you don't you know, there's no 
elbow grease involved. Wax on, wax off. There's no yeah, none, you just none spray of that. It on. You spray it on and you rinse it off. It's done. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that stuff is good. I uh, I have that, and I have the same thing, which I think you pointed me at for wheels to keep the dust off. Yes, that stuff works well too. Yeah. It's I, a little bit more of a pain like in the that. ass to put on, but it like once you figure out how to do it, like the first time you do it, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Like it doesn't work well, it's streaky, and then you're in there kind of like wiping it all down. But once you figure out how it works and following the instructions on the bottle helps, which I'm terrible at that. But um, after that, you know, literally you just point the hose at the wheels for probably like six or eight months and you're not scrubbing wheels. You're literally just hosing them off and all the like break down. Yeah, the, the, the real pain with that thing is you just got to get the wheel really clean to begin with. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which is horrible on my car. Yeah, the Porsche brake dust issue is real with my car. I mean, one drive and it's completely covered. Yeah, I'm going to try un- different brake pads. Uh, me too, but I, I admit... And then you I, can pay me $275 and I'll tell you what, what ones I'm using. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until mine run out. Maybe not. I don't no, know. No, you're yeah, not. I'm probably not. You're not. Yeah. They're not that expensive. Okay, so we're at a car show. Yeah. Um you fell in love with a Toyota. Okay. Which is pretty funny. Because we we've had ex- two experiences that I can recall. We haven't driven together. Well, we've driven so together. So everybody a lot, but... has given me crap about this and rightfully I'm just gonna own it. Well, you hate Corollas. I hate Toyotas. I, I haven't given you any crap about this at all. You have no, not. I've, I really no, haven't. Ben has I, not. I like this. No, car. I mean not not about the Corolla, but like when I Okay. Cam wishes he had a Corolla. So he's gonna sell the GT four and on. get a Corolla. No, no, no. Let's back up. So, well, it comes with better tires than his. It does come with better tires than one on my GT4. That's right. Um, and nearly as much horsepower. So uh, when my father and I used to go to the International Auto Show, sticking with the theme, as we would be walking back to the car, we would always play the game. So like, okay, of all the stuff that you saw today, like what thing would you want to own? And so, you know, you had departed and Evan and I were walking back to our cars. And I'm like, Evan, so of any of the things that you saw today what would you want to own and i can't remember what you said but i think you, i said you gave a, a rational answer yeah the four i like the four-door jeep <laughs> yeah and i was like yep totally can see that those things Pretty are badass. rad and yeah. you know it's nice and the quality of it seems like it's way better and so evan's like well what about you and i was like the toyota corolla gr and he's like Shut <laughs> the fuck up. and i was like no seriously the toyota corolla gr and the three-cylinder manual three-cylinder manual and, and it's so it's a three-cylinder it's yeah. a three-cylinder really 300 horse right 100 horsepower per cylinder yes. that's what i remember yeah yeah wow so it's it literally is you know the magic number it's a 1.6 liter three-cylinder so imagine if it was a six-cylinder it'd be a three-two um but yeah like i had to go and look at it online and like do the spec. And I think that the thing, well, one, so everybody I told that knows me has given me a rash of crap. Like my <laughs> wife, my ex-wife, my father. Well, it's because they were like, so like, how old are you? 17? No, no. They're just <laughs> like, but you hate Toyotas. And oh my God, are you out of your mind? Like, you know, if you bought one of those, like everybody on the planet that knows you is largely like, has the right to give you crap. And I'm like, I know, but I really feel like Toyota's trying in this, in this effort, you know, I, I, so I let, agree. it's manual only. Yeah. I, it's I'm, all I'm wheel gonna, drive. I'm, I'm that gonna, right there is pretty cool. Manual I, I'm going to defend you on this. Me too. Uh, not, I mean, just 
Not in public, just here. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't think it matters what brand of car it is. So I get the comments of like, oh, but you hate Toyota, right? But what you don't hate is a well-built, designed car, right? True. Doesn't matter who made it. The idea of putting a three-cylinder, 300-horsepower, 1.6 engine and with a manual transmission. That's to me, that's like, well, I don't care what badges on it. That sounds like it's going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, well, it, I mean, when I, it looks fun. When, I, mean, when I know that car is fun. When I saw the spec, like the first thing was, I was looking for transmission options and I'm like, Oh, it's going to have something stupid, right? Yeah. It's going to have like a CVT thing. Something, yeah. you know, man, manual Ten only. Speed. Yeah. Manual only. It was like, Oh, all right. I see where they're going now, here. Now, right. And then I'm scrolling down. I was like, oh, man, that's going to be rough. To run. Like, And I see the horsepower. I'm like, 300 horsepower and like 280 pounds of torque. Like, I, I've owned that car. It, I, I can do that. It's not going to be fast off the line, and it will have its issues like in, in corners and coming out of corners. Because <laughs> I had a Mazda <laughs> Speed 3. And, and going fast and stopping. I mean, I, like, I had a Mazda Speed 3, and it was laugh-out-loud fun, but Is that a I tore up... No, those the, the, were four-doors No, but the GR. Well. The no, GR was a two-door? Door. No, four-door. Four door. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's a hatch. Uh, That's kind of even better, in my opinion. I think so. I think that's really I mean, cool. Dads with cars. And so, uh, you know, I'm looking at that business, and then I get to all-wheel drive, and it's like, okay, this is pretty legit for what it is. Yeah. And... Yeah, and then the one that you sent me, I looked at that. It was like, they have one that comes without a back seat, and yeah, it has a nice. little like rack for you to put your tires. I was oh, like, wow. That's pretty cool. This thing's like track ready. Yeah, I, I, I don't that, know that version I'm, is like prepped for the track. Yeah, I don't think I'm buying but that. But that rack one. is inside the car? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It's That's got a little like really thing cool. to hold like your extra set of tires for the track. Awesome. And I literally did a double take because I, I read the spec, and it was like, Comes a standard with Michelin Pilot Sport Cup 2s. What? Yes. Yeah. I thought he chose that. I didn't know that was standard. That's standard. Oh, my God. Well, I see what they're trying to do. They're not <laughs> They're not shying away from it at all. No. Yeah. To, me, to me, it kind of reminded me of a modern-day GTI. You know, like back, back when I had my old GTI in the late 80s, for example, they never had a Toyota comparison vehicle. Well, they kind of did. They had what the Toyota it? Corolla FX16. See? That's why I love you guys. I never would have... <laughs> they did? <laughs> That's insane. I mean, it was like their direct competitor to the 16-valve GTI. Sounds like an airplane. I mean, it wasn't pretty, but it was fast. But this seems like a real competitor. I mean, did it have 300 horsepower back then? I no. Mean, I mean, it was it was pretty much a match for the regular GTI. And so... Well, a I, brand new GTI right now is 220 horsepower. Uh, uh, the R is close to 300 horsepower, okay, the but, R, it, right. but it's like 15 grand more. I was going to say, so w- when you, when you spec the car out that you would buy, how much was it? Uh, 36,000. <laughs> oh, I thought I saw so, 49 on that thing. There are three different models. There's the core, there's the something. And then there's the one that Ben found, which starts with an M, which is some track, I think. And the top of the range is the one that's set up for the track. And that one's like almost 50 grand. Wow. Which is like right if you do a fully specced out uh Volkswagen Golf R, it's just under fifty yeah. grand. And they're not exciting. It looks just like a GTI. You have to really work to get the options that you want, which means 
you're probably ordering it because nobody's going to have the six speed manual like sitting on the lot. I admit part of the attraction for me is the idea that it's a Toyota after owning German cars for so long and knowing how much they cost to fix. Yeah. I kind of want a and Japanese then, car. To yeah. I joke with Karen sometimes when she complains about how much we spend on the maintenance for our BMW. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm totally cool to go get a Honda or a Toyota. I, I could be done with that, with this vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be great. It'd be nice to go and buy like a, a camshaft sensor that yeah. costs, you know, less than $300. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> totally. And I mean, I was like looking at those, like I was going in to look at the engine spec and try and figure out like what kind of turbos it has. Cause you know, same thing. I'm like, it's got a Garrett, you know, this might not be great. Um, and I don't remember what kind of turbo it had, but it was something that I could, verify was you know being of some rational quality yeah divert a valve that costs 29 dollars. you know that kind of stuff. yeah whatever or like yeah. you know being able to switch a steering wheel and whatever for under 400 bucks like <laughs> you know i mean it's a whole new world <laughs> it, i mean it is it's really weird like even when you go to something like honda or acura and you want to go crazy with stuff it's like half the price yep, yep. Like you can get really crazy suspension for Hondas, and and literally, I was like, "This is cheaper than the suspension I put in my my sixteen oh two. Speaking of half the price, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. Um, I was turned on to a mechanic. I've got some issues with my O seven three thirty five I, and we've been going to this one specialist kind of place. I don't want to say with their name, and um. Cam, you turned me on to just a hole-in-the-wall kind of guy, one-stop auto, you know, like, that's literally his name. And um, he's just one guy. I think he works alone. <sighs> like, I don't, I've never seen anyone in a shop. He has somebody that works the front desk, but he's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, if he has, if he has uh, heavy lifting to do, like, say, right. putting a transmission in, he's got a buddy in the shop next door that he pulls over. Nice. Good to know. Anyway, he oh, charged really me cool. half the hourly rate that the old shop I used to go to charged. Yeah. And he's totally happy to work on the BMW. He pulled off both my turbos and replaced all the turbo coolant lines, which is not an easy job. You have to drop the subframe, loosen up the engine mounts and drop the engine a little bit just to get to it. Um, and literally I spent half the money that I would have spent at, at a, the other guy. And this other guy is not a, the dealer. You know, I went to them because I wanted someone that's cheaper than the dealer, but he was just the difference between him and the dealer was like negligible. This guy it was literally half the price. There's something to be said. I have confidence in him because of your recommendation. He has great reviews on Yelp. I, I'm done. I'm done going to the fancy shops. Like I'm okay going to, as long as some guy is confident and there's a warranty. Also, he put in parts that I purchased. I straight up said, look, I want to save a little money. I went out and I bought the part. I found the parts online. Thank goodness they were all the correct parts. They fit. He used everything I brought. He kept all the old parts and showed me to them without me even asking him. Because normally, it's the first time going. I want to build trust with the guy. Because to me, going to a shop is mainly about trust. And he kept all the parts in a box. And without me even asking, he said, come here before you go. I'd already paid him. I'm happy. I'm ready to walk yeah. out the door. He was like, here's what I did. Look at this O-ring. This looks like where it might have been leaking. <clears throat> um, the shop before that did your turbos, because my turbos blew a long time ago. They had to replace them. That They should have done these lines, but it looks like these are the originals. You know, it was just, yeah, that's cool. he, he was yeah, just great. Cool. Like, yeah. I just love this dude. I can't wait to go back to him. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> so the other thing that you told me the other day, which I thought was really cool, and I don't know this guy. I've never been to this place, so I, I'm, I have no personal experience. You mentioned something that, 
that really made me think, which was um, a lot of these places, even the independent place, the other place that you're talking about, when when you go and have work done there, they look in like quote the book. Right? Yeah, they look in the book, which is the which is the repair software that like everybody uses, and it says for this work it will equal this number of hours. Yep. And I guess that works both ways, right? It works in your favor because if it's booked to take four hours and it actually takes them six, they only bill you four. That never happens. That you but know, okay. That you okay. know of, right? Sure. Yeah. But also if it's booked to take four hours and they do it in two, you're paying for four. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you told me that this guy literally billed you for what it took. Yep. So there was no. He, there was he no told like, me. There was no like book hour. Nope. It's gonna. It, the book says it's gonna take five hours. I'm gonna bill you five hours. It was like I think it's gonna take this, and then they, he actually billed you exactly what it took. He charged me five hundred bucks less than he needed to, and I straight up was like confused because that's never happened to me in my life. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. I just went to the bank, and you had said this. And I'm like, what about the other? And he goes, no, no, that's total. And I and I said, well, that's 500 bucks cheaper than what you had originally said. He goes, well, it just didn't take me that long. Yeah. Boom. Never, never heard anybody say. And that. when he said that, I was just like, I'm done with the other shop. I am not going to a shop that goes by the book. I think I said it to you. I said, yep. screw the book. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, if you can avoid the book, avoid the book. Obviously, dealer, they go by the book, but anyway, it was just a kind of a magical experience. Thank you, Cam, for the recommendation. Yeah, Seriously. Sure. You can I mean, thank my dad. He's that's the, fantastic. The cheapo that found the guy. Also, I'd much rather help that dude. I'd oh, yeah. much rather he's help He's rad. He's I mean, such a nice guy. He's yeah. so cool. And he's very smart. So smart. So confident. I love just shaking his hand, looking him in the eye. And the fact that it's just him, he, he's, you could tell he's just like a down to earth yeah. guy making a living. I'd much rather give him money than, than, than this other shop that is just gouging everybody. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to plug. I'm going to follow your lead and plug sure. somebody else as well. So <laughs> I had a really bad week a few weeks ago and uh, ran the Red Bull fridge in the garage into <sighs> the front bumper of the GT4. So wait, actually back up because I don't, because I, I, I didn't want to ask when this, when this actually <laughs> Yeah, happened. I was afraid to touch I on was, that. I was like, I'm not going anywhere near this topic. <laughs> but what exactly, how did you do that? You're carrying a, f- a refrigerator. You picked up a, a refrigerator and it, what, it, you dropped it? No, what? I, you I turned a, around and it was like, it, it, I have a rug on the floor in the garage Yep. in the, you know, kind of near the door. And as I was walking, I had the thing, it's a little bit heavy and it's a little bit awkward. And I probably should have had gloves on because it also has sharp edges. The hinges on the bottom are sharp. And then it's got the radiator in the back and the yeah. radiator in the back has these incredibly sharp uh, cooling fins basically. Yeah. And I had my hand wrapped around it lightly and I tripped on the rug. And what happened was I didn't drop the fridge, nor did I fall over, but I lunged and I was trying to catch it cause I was heading towards the car and I caught the edge of it. But what I didn't catch was the radiator and the radiator scraped the, Ugh. And it went through the film and through the paint and all the way down to through the clear coat, everything. Now, j- just to be clear, this fridge, you know, when you hear, when I hear. It's like fr- a dorm fridge. Yeah. It's when I, big. when I hear fridge, yeah. I'm like, even yeah. a mini fridge. It's like a mini fridge. It's kind of like smaller than a mini fridge though. It's kind of like the Red Bull fridge that you would see like on the counter at a shop. Yeah. It's like what you'd see in a 7-Eleven that has just Red Bull in it. Yeah. It's about two feet by one by one or something yeah, like that. It's maybe. like the kind of thing that you'd have in a small dorm room. Yeah. Yeah. Cool fridge, by the way. I mean, Albertsons. It's a dope fridge. It looks really cool. 
Yeah. So anyway, uh, scraped so all that and was pissed and trying to figure out how bad it was, uh, and then realized that not only was it scraped, it was dented. And so I'm thinking body shop. Front right fender of the GT4. Yep, passenger right? side. Passenger side. Yeah. And I called uh, Kevin at AutoWorks Detailing, who did the stripes on my car over the holidays. And he was like, I need to see it. So no matter what, can you bring it up? So I was like, sure. And he took it in and he's like, yeah, I think we can pull the dent. I think we can... You know, I can pull the film, pull the dent, figure out whether or not the paint is breached. He pulled the film and said, yep, you're screwed. This thing is cut all the way down to the primer. It's like, okay. And he said, so I want to run an experiment, but this is a very expensive car, as we know, and it's in amazing shape. So, like, I we'd be learning together. I said, what do you got in mind? He said, well, I'm going to pull the dent. I'm going to kind of sand down the edge of where the scrape is really carefully. And then I'm going to polish it. And then I'm going to call an airbrush guy from a hot rod shop. Oh, and it was like, sweet. Okay. Let's do it. So, I, I, by the way, you had told me this before you did it, and I was—I had no confidence in this. Did, did you not? <laughs> no, I, I was just like, they're going to try it, and then they're going to see that there's a ridge, or that there's you know there's some way you can see the line or whatever of the of the paint. It's not going to be shiny enough, whatever, and he's going to end up having to go to a regular shop anyway and have it painted. So, so here here's some backstory. The uh, he calls the first painter, and the guy's like, no. Nah. It's silver. I'm not touching it. And it's a weird shade of silver. I don't want to do it. Metallic, all that. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like a straight silver. It's iridium silver. So it's like a bluish silver. Anyway, so he calls the next guy. The guy's like a million years old, comes with a cane. He's all, yeah, no problem. And, <laughs> you know, he sent him a photo of it before. So he brought like his palette of silvers. Yeah. Which literally like he opens up the toolbox and it's like a whole thing of silver. Love it. That's awesome. With all kinds of different fleck and everything. And he spent an hour just with like a piece of cardboard and painting it, holding it up the thing, match the fleck. Creating a swatch. So he finally wow. gets the formula together, does it. And so Kevin is like wondering whether or not, you know, can clear coat and all that. And the guy's like, yeah, clear coat's not a problem. And he's like, all you're going to do afterwards, is like I'm going to spray it, clear coat it. We're going to put a heat lamp on it. You're going to let it dry. You're going to buff it tonight. Yeah. And you're never going to be able to tell. And he's like, You've done this before. And he's like, this shit happens all the time in hot rod shops where something gets dropped on the front of the car and they're just like, big. <laughs> yeah. So this is like a known talent, but you know, obviously these people are dying off. And I was going to say, like, I bet it's not getting handed down. No. And like I, Kevin never, and I were I talking about I never heard of that. This. I didn't even know that was a th- an option. Yeah. So like now Kevin has a whole service that he can offer because the thing, like it wasn't about the money, like had it, really been bad i would have just used my insurance and gotten it fixed i didn't want to paint the entire fender no. like i'm like there's no way this thing's gonna match like yeah, I've, you have to blend it into the door blend it onto the hood which they would have had clear to pull coat. all of the film for all the panels yeah, it would have cost you three grand at least at least so he had my car for two weeks which was amazing like it's been raining and you know like empty garage what do i care um so he basically stored my car for two weeks, had all these people come and go. 
did all the painting, did the dent pulling, put the film back on, all in his shop, cost me under 900 bucks. Yeah. That's <laughs> and by film, you mean clear bra. He put the, he put the P the the X bell back on it. What That's I had on there, crazy. Yeah, I thought that alone would be nine hundred bucks just to do the three panels right. originally. Like I have the original receipt from the guy that owned the car before me that did the first three panels. It was three grand to do the hood, the bumper, and the two fenders. Wow, wow. yeah, you and, scored. And then you know when I had the rest of the car done, I had from you know the A pillar all the way back, so roof, all of it, all the way around. That was like five G's. Yeah. Yeah. So like under, like, I think it was like 450 bucks, maybe 500 bucks with like, you know, I was like, Hey, make sure like, I'm assuming you tip them, please pay yourself back, whatever. It was 450 bucks to get the, the fender done. Wow. I mean, it was unreal. Yeah. That's incredible. So they, so they pulled the dent and they did like, pay. they did all of it. You can't tell that I ever did it. Because uh, you were you were like saying oh you're gonna see the line you're nope. gonna see where like but uh, but they they obviously made it smooth before they painted it they made yep. it smooth before they painted it yeah. but that that dent to me looked like so much of a crease you yeah. know what I mean it was such yeah, a fine it was. line it was so he I, had the dent pulled first then sanded it so that it was smooth right? wait did they take the fender off no right they that's what blows on. me away yeah they didn't even take the fender liner off to hit it from the underside Mm-mm. how the hell like remember when you had your car done witchcraft yeah it's witchcraft it exactly is. it's complete witchcraft how the hell when i called that guy to come and uh, do like a he went all the way around my car he went all the way around the jeep and uh, i watched him for most of the time he was doing this this is for anybody who has not heard of this this is this is called paintless dent removal right yeah and i call it witchcraft because one minute the dent is there and then they take like a long metal stick and a bit of, you know, clear white plastic and a mirror, and they just sort of tickle it from the inside, and then it's gone. Yeah. Or sometimes or they, they hit it on the outside around it. They never even touch it. They just hit around it, and yeah. then it so pops what, out. What? Uh, why I was just reminded of that is because one of the dents that I had on the car was right on a crease, like right on a body body line. Yeah, they'll yeah. remake the body line. Right? And then it was there was a dent right on that line. And I showed it to him and I said, so here's the worst one. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, let's do that one first. And I, I think I went into the house to go get something. I come out and it's gone. <laughs> it's like literally like, like, like somebody erased it. And wow. it's like the body line is exactly perfect again. Yeah. And I was like, you've done this before, haven't you? And, he, and he's like, yeah. Then I, it was actually fascinating. I got into a conversation. I said, "How long does it take to get that good at doing this?" It's a it's good, years. good question. About three years, yeah. he said, and it was about three years of doing it like all the time, full time. Yeah, and he said, "Some guys or girls, I guess, uh, that try and learn this skill, some some of them never get it, but it's the ability to see, like in your mind, like from inside the car with the, the bit of metal that you're using to push on the inside out." It's about being able to find that point where the dent is right. and then being able to push it, right? And so be able to visualize that in, in three dimensions in your mind um, and be able to correlate that with the image that you're seeing on the outside of the car. And he said some people really struggle with trying to understand what that mental picture looks like. Um, some people never get it. Some people get it really quickly. He said, I was lucky. I, I kind of got that picture really quickly. And then from there, then you start to like build your skill and get better. But it took, it took him about three years. It's a straight art form. Really impressive. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, there was a, on when I inherited the BMW that I drive, my 16 year old BMW, um, 
it had a nice little dent right in the hood and it always bugged me. And I left it there for like two years. And then finally, I think it was after I talked to you. Yeah. Um, I thought, okay, it's going into the shop for something else. The body shop, someone had hit me under insurance. It wasn't my fault. Thank goodness. And I said, Hey, can you get this thing pulled out? So I think they charged me $200 just to have a paintless dent removal guy show up and pull it out. Yeah. And it was right over, you know, like the, the underneath the undercarriage framework on the hood, when you open the hood and you see yeah. all that, Oh yeah. That yeah. framework yeah. It was right structure. under that. And yeah. I thought, or above that, if you're looking at it from the underside and I thought, how, yeah, there's no way. Cause yeah. you can't access it at all from the, <clears throat> from the underside. It has to be just from the outside. And how's he going to do that? I don't know how he did it. Like you said, witchcraft, it's yeah. but I showed up. Yeah. Blue. You cannot tell. And I thought, how small is a suction cup have to be? Like you said, They're like tiny. And they were in multiple shapes, it's like magical, like round ones, football shaped ones, kind of squarish ones. But painless dent removal, what yeah. a, what an art! Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't know about that, you know. Well, you know, so, and I can't remember what I paid because it was a few years ago now. And he was there, you know, probably three or four hours, like both on on both the cars, and they charge like usually they charge by the dent. Right, so like, there's a call out charge, and then yeah. like the first thing, the first it's like dent. seventy five bucks, eighty bucks, two hundred fifty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, and here's the other thing. You like, he, I said to him, so what else? What else should I fix in the car? And he was just like, well, how far do you want me to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, because he can see shit. You yeah, can't. exactly. Yeah. Because, <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He goes, he, like, we're done, right? <laughs> I, I was like, this is great. And he goes, oh, he was. Yeah, that was it. He said, so did you want me to fix the rest of the door? And I was like what and he goes yes like clearly somebody's already like done something to this door do you want me to get it all straight and i was like where and he was like here and then there's a bit here and then here and here and a bit here and a bit here wow and i was like oh my it's like you don't <laughs> see it you don't see it and then and then when when he pointed it out i was like oh wow yeah i yeah. see it now and the thing about your car cam is that Okay, maybe you can get the dent pulled, but I thought there's no way with the paint because that is straight going through the clear coat, through the paint to the. I thought it was going even through the primer. I thought that was just like bare metal. I don't know. I couldn't. It see was down to primer photograph, yeah. but nonetheless, I was like the fact that there's a, people like that now too. I shouldn't say now, but because it sounds like it's a dying. Well, I mean, art. It, like for him, he was. This is the first time he's done it. This is the first time Kevin's done it, and so wait, what do you mean? The first time he's done the airbrushing. Okay. This is the first time he's fixed paint, like where he had somebody come and like repaint, but just like in a tiny space and blend it. So your car was just an experiment pretty much and, yeah. it, and it worked out. Yeah. Right. But, but wow. now he's but the already, guy that, the guy that came to do the painting had done it before. Oh yeah. The yeah. guy that had done it, it's like in his eighties and has been doing this for like 60 years right. and, wow. and told Kevin this this exact problem that you're facing is a common one, right? Like in a hot rod shop. Yeah. Oh shit. I just dropped the tool on the hood, right? Like whatever. Or somebody walks by with a belt buckle or yeah. somebody's got their key in hand and they walk by and, you know, accidentally key their own car, Wh whatever the situation, right? Like this was well known to him and he's like, we do this. This all happens the all the time, yeah. you know? And like, no one's going to pay to paint, repaint the hood of a car. They're yeah. just going to come in and airbrush Don't it. worry, sir. I'm a professional. Yeah. We do this kind of thing all the time. I'm a professional. <laughs> when I worked at the body shop, though, <laughs> if, if it's about to roll out of the shop and we go to inspect it and we see that there's a flaw, it goes back. And I'm talking sand all the way down to the primer and start completely Which, over again and repaint the entire thing. There, yeah. is, there is no airbrushing at the body shop, you know? No. And I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like I was ready to take it to Crash Champions. <laughs> 
Although I don't know that I was actually going to take it to Crash Champions. Like, in the past, when it was not Crash Champions, I would have taken it to Crash Champions because, like, when the dude on the Triumph Speed Triple hit the back of my GT4, it was like, okay. Like, and, you know, it was exactly like you said. They repainted the... Well, they got a new bumper, and then they repainted the bumper, like, three times because it didn't match the first two times. And it's exactly like you said. He's like, yeah, you're not getting your car back today. What happened? We take the entire bumper back down to the primer respray and hope that we're like closer than we were. And he calls me again, like a week later, he's like, yeah, it happened again. Like, I'm really sorry, but like, wow. it's gotta all get, you know, and they are in sanding all that nonsense off so much labor. And I mean, I think what they did in that is they, they had gotten a piece of the, the, uh, expel and they put it on. And when they put the expel on, it was like a completely different color than the rest of the car. Right. And he's like, when we go to coat this thing, it's completely off. And I was like, okay, I know what your problem is. He's like, what's my problem? I'm like, open the door of the car and like, like that's the color. Take the sample off the, like, don't take it anywhere <clears throat> on the body. And he's yeah. like, yep, you're totally right. And he's like, so the in, you know, the door jam is not coated. No, the door jam's not coated. And he's like, amazing. And that's what fixed the problem. Wow. Yeah. So we're at a car show. <laughs> I think we covered the car show. I mean, there was nothing else to it. You know what? Than... By the way, if you're listening and you hear that the international car show is in town, just skip it. <laughs> just skip it. <laughs> skip it and just go spend the day going from dealership to dealership in their showroom. And you'll probably see even more. I don't know. You know what? I, was thinking, I feel like I, it was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I always find this uh, so, so hilarious. So not so much this time that we went, but I think the past couple of times that I've been, when it was in downtown San Jose, um, they made it like a really big deal about this this notion that you could do like test drives. Mm-hmm. Right, and I remember like there's like there was this huge line of people. Like, I, I remember waiting, it too. I know exactly wait, what you're talking about. Yeah. Waiting to go do the test drive of the Toyota or the Hyundai or the they were doing like Polestar like test drives. Yep. This, this most recent one, right in between the tent and the yeah. and the big yeah. building. There. And then, yeah, like, there's totally. all the you, know, you have to sign the waiver and you have to do the thing. And you have to get your slot and book your appointment. And I'm like, um, you could just drive to the dealership and then some guy will just let you yeah. take a car out. Yeah, it's test like, drive. <laughs> exactly. Like a real test And you drive. won't have to wait in line. You don't have to or wait Or pay to get in. No. So, you just walk in and say, yes, please. They'll probably give you free coffee. That's a great point. <laughs> so, yeah, you, they'll, they'll let you hit the coffee machine. Uh, <laughs> you don't get free coffee at the uh, car show. So we did one of those. I can't remember where it was. I want to say it was like Sacramento. This was probably 10 years ago. And... They had like this is when GM like this is the the, the last throw the death throes of GM trying to be a performance car company, and it was literally they had a track set up, and you could drive the CTSV oh. or whatever the Corvette of the time was, and there was like one other car, all with the the big V8, the LS, LS LT, whatever it was at that time, and that was incredible because they're just like they have somebody sitting next to you driving your you know, in the CTSV or whatever. All right, punch it. Okay. When I tell you to slam on the brakes, slam on the brakes. Okay. All right. When I tell you to like slam on the brakes and like whip the wheel to the left, like do that. And it was like, this is amazing. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Yeah. I of course took out a bunch of cones. They were not too <laughs> pleased with that. I got a little aggressive when he was like slam on the brakes and whip the wheel to the right or the left. I was like, okay. 
Awesome. He's like, I think you're carrying a little too much speed. I'm like, well, I'm going to slam on the brakes. <laughs> Cones. Way. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I just feel like, I mean, look, I had fun being with the family or being with the kids and, yeah. and, and, and us, of course. Uh, well, real quick, let's touch on the last part of the car show that we checked out, which was the local... <laughs> I hate to use the word Vato, but like the Vato lowrider cars Dude. don't come after us. But um, it was just straight gangster Those cars. Those guys are dads. They're all of them are dads, most likely. Yeah, but uh, beautiful cars. I mean, unbelievable the amount of time and money and love that goes into those cars. But I admit, almost none of them do it for me personally. Oh, I don't know. You and I were grooving on that Impala. Yeah, I. With the with the Hennessy in the back, yeah. <laughs> this guy oh, had like yeah. five different types of bottles of Hennessy. No, no, that was a whole bar. Yeah, it was a straight up wooden bar. Yeah, with like I think that cocktail was glasses. And, was it? I don't remember. I don't know. There were a few that had like. Oh, no, the you're Hennessy. right. I think you're right. Yeah, but like the 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 Impala. Remember, it had like the the clip on like wheel cover thing. Yeah, that's right. Like, with like the uh, quotes from the Bible, yeah, and from stuff the Bible, painted like, onto it. Yeah, that's. That's a dad with a car. I tell you what I was fascinated about. So somebody obviously manufactures the like acrylic pop prop up things that like hold the hood up. Yes. Okay. Oh, I, like I, the I, cane, I but it's yeah. like it's got the swirly bit in the inside. Yeah, or and they're all they're all like customized. Oh yeah. So they're, they're all like yeah. they're all like the name, of the, one name of the of the car. the name of the car or yeah. like the yeah yeah. I'm, I'm get, like I'm gonna get Ben one of those. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> who makes those? When do you get one of those? Yeah. Special some special guy with a hood, 3D printer and special Jose. hood cane, whatever <laughs> place. I'm gonna get you and that dude who who has the matching RS5 who drives yes. from wherever. Yeah. Because like. He's the one who's always lifting the hood. It's like, yeah. yo, NA bitches, and everybody's like, "You're the only guy. I know, we, I You're was the like, only oh, guy without a turbo." I was like, "I was like, oh, we're doing this, I guess." Okay, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then he's like Ben's engine bay. I think your engine bay was cleaner. Oh wait! <laughs> but then he was all on Ben because, like, you know, Ben has has cut and modified the like little RS five cover that goes over the the intake manifold because he's got the kick-ass like PCV replacement thing. And he's like, yeah, but the thing doesn't sit flat. And Ben's like, yeah, but the hoses look way less ass than what you have. <laughs> what about the guys with no hoods? There wasn't even a hood like sitting next to the car. I, I, oh, they I took was, the hood home, dude. You know that. Yeah, but do, do they ever have hoods on them? What do you yeah, think? What do you mean they, they took hoods. the hood home? They took the hood home. Why? But I mean, there's not even any bracketry set up. Like I looked pretty okay, carefully. Okay, they don't have a hood, fine. Like I, I don't know what the what's the deal. I, I will say I did no see hood. I saw one of those cars driving around the day before with on no, the street with on no the hood. street with no hood. Okay. Um, it's I'm way blown less. Away. I gotta say it's way less interesting on your nine eleven. All you're gonna see is the frunk. Yeah, it wouldn't be very cool at all. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, great, look at my luggage. Hey, hey, Evan, <laughs> next time we go out for a drive, can you take your the hood off so I can see your frunk? <laughs> you know, you know what we should do is we should get like. We'll have a vinyl banner painted that's the shape of the frunk, but we'll have like an LS motor yes. like printed on yes. it. <laughs> Just a piece of paper. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All in perspective. So that you yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know it would garner attention, though. People oh, would like totally walk would. towards it and be like, oh my, oh, 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 what? Oh, get yeah. me out of here. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so rad. Speaking of hoods. One quick story. When I was in high school... Are you going to talk about being in the hood? No, no. But I, I was driving into my buddy's Rambler. He pulled the doors off the Rambler and like... I don't know what he did, but he... Oh, fiberglass. He was learning how to do fiberglass. So he pulled the doors off the Rambler, four-door. And he 
fiberglass the sides like the the where the doors the door jams are pretty much so it looked like a boat kind of like like there was just no doors it looked like you bought it from the factory with no doors weird guy that's weird uh eddie barcelona hi eddie and um so we're driving to high school one day and my brother was two years older than me so i felt like the cool kid driving in the in the car with the with the older kids and all of us no no we're on our way home and the hood comes off the latch and flaps up and hits the windshield. And literally like a movie, all of four of our heads stick out the side because <laughs> there's no door. So we're all just like, ah! And next thing you know, our heads, all four simultaneously stick out the sides. Like, where are we going? Like, I even, I'm in the back seat. It doesn't make a difference. Anyway, smash the windshield. And anyways, goddamn hilarious. Wow. Driving a car and all of a sudden the hood just pops up going yeah, like 50 miles an hour. Yeah, that's crazy. You never think about how much wind yeah. Is actually, I'm thinking we're not, we're going 50. We're not even on like a highway or anything. We're just going home. And all of a sudden, smash. It's like, how much wind got under there? Yeah. That, that's why BMW hinges the hoods in the front. Mm, so that when you're driving fast, it blows the hood down. But the problem is, ask me how I know, when you come to a stop and you've forgotten to latch the hood, it's got enough spring where the hood goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 1602 did that. Yep. 1800 did it too. <laughs> That's and the worst thing is, like, the difference between the 1602 and the 1800, the latch goes the other way. Yeah. So, like, when it's latched in the 1800, it's back towards you. When it's latched, like, you know, on the 1602, it's, like, pointed down at the ground. And it's like, I'm going to screw that up for the rest of time. Speaking of 1602, I believe you have an update for us. It's like Project R updates. Uh, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is the one that you like to burn a lot of cash yeah, this is the a pile the, of car cash. Yeah, the pile of car cash. It's a cash inferno. Um, yeah, I went to go see it. It has a fully assembled motor and transmission that we're mm. sitting on a rack ready to go into the car. Uh, so I got to see the car up mm. on the lift where it had been, I guess, for two weeks, which seems crazy that you would take up a lift in a shop for a number of weeks. But the car has no front suspension because the entire... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, subframe. The engine is sitting on the subframe without any of the suspension. So it's in one piece. They had redone all of the hydraulics. So the clutch line, the uh, um, the brake booster has been put back in. They've done all the vacuum lines. Everything is hard line. So like tucked super tight. And Whoa, then oh, nice. Yes. All of, you know, he's kind of shown me maybe like your coolant lines like hey here's your old like vacuum system and like everything's burned he's like it's no yeah. wonder that everything like the computer can't figure out like what's going because like look at this and everything's like melted yeah this is exciting man so i mean you're gonna get back like a brand new two no, i'm excited no too i can't wait it should be me nice either. when are you gonna get back i i have no idea oh i mean the, the one thing i was bummed about is i get there and i'm like they're yeah. like, what? It's like, yeah, like, why is this old crappy header on, like, a brand new engine when you've got a brand new header sitting in that box over there? And he's like, oh, God. <laughs> Wait a minute. He just hadn't done it yet? But that no, is they part put the, of the wrong deal? header back on. Oh, what? okay. They Good. put my old header on Did the they motor. not notice? How do you not, know? yeah, how do you <laughs> how not, do you not notice, notice that? I was kind of like, one's all rusted out and orange, and like, the other one's bright, you, shiny you chrome. a pile of parts over there in boxes, and like everything's labeled. Yeah. You know? But for some reason, they just put the thing... I'm like, oh my gosh. please tell me you're not billing me to like have the old one pulled off yeah, and the new right. one put back on. Good. 
Yeah. I'm glad you caught that. Yeah, I mean, I would have been... Oh, but, you, I mean, they would have caught that. Like, they yeah, would have been yeah, going, yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, we still have parts that we didn't put on this thing. Oh, my God, a header, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, thank God they didn't do any of the, like, fit up for the exhaust. Because, like, the, the, the exhaust connection... I don't know how I managed to do this. I didn't plan this. But, like, it's V-band, you know, coming out of the header. And then the exhaust that I bought is also V-band. It was like, oh, you guys don't have to modify it all. He's like, we might if we have to shrink the size but yeah like connection wise you like did the right thing while meanwhile the old thing was uh the weird bolt up kind of flange thing so sweet dude can't wait to see it what color is that car again it's white white a white 1602 yep so and if it sucks then i'm selling it would you guys hate me forever if i got one of the i'm not gonna do this but I got to admit, I'm super attracted to those hoods that they make for the crazy Porsches where the, the it like scoops down way into where the frunk is. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like the massive intake. I guess it's for like a GT3 or a GT2. Yeah. Head. So like the, probably a GT2. <clears throat> it's like the cup cub sport or something like that. Or it, I don't know. Like the called. negative pressure thing on the front. Yeah. For yeah. Downforce. Oh, and, is that what it's for? And, well, and cooling. I was thinking it was for cooling, right? I pictured it going through the radiators or something like that, or, yeah. or adding air to the radiators. But the radiators are forward of that, like another yeah. few feet. Look, all I know is I think it looks bad to the bone. <laughs> I, I love it. I'm not going to do it, because obviously it's just not congruent with what the car is, but um, I'm very attracted to that negative space kind of look in the car. Would so you get the... Uh, what, what if I showed up tomorrow with that, and it was like carbon fiber? I'd love it. Okay. Like Especially if it was like really fiber? shitty carbon fiber. Ooh, yeah. Like the whole hood's carbon fiber. The whole hood. So you're going to rock like an entirely white car with like carbon fiber colored, like a big punch out in the middle. Right. Yeah, do it. Can you have, Can you make it so the carbon fiber looks kind of brown? <laughs> <laughs> like old and sunburnt? Yeah. Can you make it like 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 a personal computer from the 80s, you know, when they get like really kind of like goldish brown? That'd be or, hot. Or it, it like maybe it, it it had clear coat on it at some point and then it's gone really old and like glazed and flaky. Yeah. yeah. I got another idea. We have this crazy can opener in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We could just do it ourselves. Oh, just cut a hole out? Yeah. Like I have a jigsaw, we could do that. You'd just like cut, cut a jigsaw like three cuts in a U shape, yeah, and then just press and it push in. it exactly. P- <laughs> or we could get down. the dent guy to come out and he could like pound on it from the top or the bottom. Or I find that look very attractive. The uh, the, the homemade, yeah. Oh. What'd you call that? Negative pressure. Yeah, it's like a so like it's yeah. like a knack event or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's uh, in every Ford uh, GT. Yeah, you know yeah, the, yeah. the front of the Ford GT, yeah. some of the crazy club sport Porsches, stuff like that. I, yeah. I think that's pretty but sweet. How are, how are you going to get your 911 branded luggage in your front then? You know, speaking of that, I actually bought my first piece of luggage I've ever owned in my life this week. Does it have a Porsche logo on it? No, but they. But I did learn because my friend works at Nordstrom, so I was like, oh, I'm going to get a discount through her. So she was like, oh, they have Porsche. She's making fun of me. She's like, they have <laughs> they have Porsche luggage. Yeah, of and course it, they do. And I didn't yeah. realize that, but they, they have do. they have like regular roll away luggage that says uh, Porsche design on it. It's made to fit. They have like two different sets. Like one, if you just of want course to... you know about this. Yeah, I mean I've spent, <laughs> I've spent time in a Porsche dealer. Okay, okay. Um, they have the set for the frunk, 
And then you have to buy a specific set for the back seat of your car, right? Because you put the two little jump seats down, and then you've got a little like shelf there. Yeah. And they have a whole different set for my car because I have a trunk. Right. And it's flat and weird. So like you kind of get a suit bag or one of these other things that's flat and weird for the front. But I think the the luggage for the frunk is the same for my car and your car. I didn't get the vibe that it was like for to fit in the car. It was more just like when you're flying, people know you're a douchebag. No, it's to fit in the car. Oh, okay. I mean, they have the douchebag. But a standard bag. size. It was like 22. Yeah, but the you're, 22 I, you're, you're talking about on. like the Porsche design thing where you can get like a Porsche design pipe. <laughs> Yes. Flashlight. I was totally going to get you that, but it's sold. I was so pissed. I was like looking at I was looking at my eBay. Thank God. Today, Yo. and I was like, "Fuck, Evans pipe sold. Damn it." <laughs> Evans pipe. You like mean a, like an old like sailor's pipe, like like a like a cob like a cob pipe. Yeah, gentleman's pipe. Yeah, yeah, it's like a legit gentleman's pipe, but it's got like these little like It's F, ribbed. It's got like these <laughs> F it's got these F40 vents in it, you know, like <laughs> Like, is it a wing like a wing on it no but it's like high gloss black and i was like evan has to have that nice See negative space you could be in your white car smoking a black pipe I, well, when i get this i will take a great photograph and post it on our website <laughs> can you i i just i love the idea of like rolling up to cars and coffee getting out in the morning smoking your porsche pipe yeah you're <laughs> like you're carrying like, my porsche luggage behind me you, you have like a, a porsche design leather pouch <laughs> with your tobacco in it totally You'd light it with your. I I I, I actually do own a Porsche design lighter. Me too. Have really, really good lighters. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. My birthday is April sixth. Anyway. Okay. I was actually. I. I you can have my one. It doesn't work. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Mine doesn't either. Like that's the thing. I'm. I like, thought you just said it was really good. They are supposed to be really good. I've had it for over twenty years. Okay. So. So when it works, it's really good. Yeah, it worked so, for many years. It was great. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears, but along this line. I've gone away from the Porsche lighter and to the Lotus lighter, but it is not Lotus, the car company. It's just Lotus. But the lighter that I have actually looks like the valve cover from a Lotus. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. And it's red, right? No, it's silver. But the top is gray. Okay. Why did I think it was red? I don't know. But but now to Lotus, the car company. So the Lotus, a mirror that we went to go see Ben, has been delayed for release Again. Why? No one knows, and they're not telling anybody, and everybody that put down money has gotten no communication, and they upped the price. They went all Elon Musk on that business, and they're like, yeah, guess what? It's 10 grand more. What is the price of that car? It was 104, now it's 114. Wow. Anyway, it was supposed to be Last year, is that like, are they going to blame this on silicon as well? I don't know. It was supposed to be spring of last year. Then it was spring of this year. Now it's November of this year. Wow. Maybe. Wow. So people are pissed. Yeah. So see, like, no kidding. Lotus is still Lotus. Buy a Toyota. It is a Toyota. <laughs> Underneath. <laughs> Would you rather have the GR or an Amira? That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'd rather have the Amira any day of the week. So, yeah. so here's one one thing and then maybe we will never speak of the GR again. Well, two things. One... No, no, no. I want to speak of the GR again after we get to drive one. <laughs> <laughs> we should go drive one. Actually, we should yeah. go get that cup of coffee at the Toyota oh, dealer. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, hi. We're... Hi, we're here to... <laughs> Can we have some coffee? <laughs> <laughs> and we want to drive this GR while we're drinking coffee. Do you have a coffee machine? Do you have a GR? Mm. Um. So I got hit with the thing that we were talking about on one of the previous podcasts today. What's that? 
I had an angry wife who said it was time for me to drive a car that I could actually put kids in. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to the club. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, because I have to drive my son to a different school next week to go and try out a different school in Palo Alto. So I was going to go to the office, but she wants me to take one of the neighbor kids with me. It's like, uh, do you, you not can't, remember? Can't do that in any of your cars. No, I'm like, <laughs> I have no cars with the back seat. <clears throat> and Why can't you just take her car? Yes. And she could drive your car. If yes. She, if she actually needs a car for those three hours or however long it takes. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, none of that got negotiated. So what we went to immediately was the same thing that you got was like, why, why don't you own a practical car that you could actually take children in? <laughs> and I was like, maybe I am getting the GR. <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, I do have a four door, even though I have one kid and it is. I practical only have one kid. It's, it's I have nice. one kid so that I never had to drive a four door car. One kid, one dog and one bottle of beer and and the dog like i have a brilliant photo of the dog sitting next to me in the car yesterday okay so uh we were at a car show i'm just kidding we were at the car show before we started recording i was talking about a road trip that i was planning Mm -hmm. and what made me just remember that was i'm gonna take the dog with me on the road trip oh oh (laughs) that's a big step in 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 the rs5 yeah she's she's front seat back seat well, wherever where, she don't wherever care. She was. She don't, she don't care. Some, some, but uh, see, like for me, I would never put the dog in the Porsche. What? What? I, well, first of all, it's got the it's vented just, seats. It's just a car. And I'm so paranoid with those tiny little holes that she's gonna like claw it out by accident with her little. Also, yeah, I admit I don't want any hair in my in my car. You should see my boxer right now. It is <laughs> yeah. so gross. Well, I had a yellow lab, and for years she was in my M3. She was in this. It was in that. And she's still in those cars. Like, yeah. she's been gone for four years. And, like, trust me, she's still in those cars. Well, yeah. Like, it never leaves. <laughs> the boxer's hilarious. It has, like, all of these scout shaped paw prints all over the seat because <laughs> it, was, it was wet and muddy yesterday. Yeah. And I'm just like, just get in. And yeah, there's, uh, fair there's like, hair everywhere. Fair like, there's enough. hair on the I'm windshield. I'm sorry, but the 911's a little yeah, different no, no, than, I mean, than my, your you know, boxer. The, the leather in my car is easily, easily, easily cleaned. It's like, there's no. I don't have ventilated seats. Yeah, see, I don't. I, hey, I don't have them either, but oh. it has the holes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Porsche did that. It, it, it's an option. That's, they get it ready, but they didn't, they didn't give. Yeah, no, I mean that perforated leather they've done for yeah eons. So anyway, uh, the reason I bring that up is because I was mentioning to Cameron the other day that the family is, uh, the rest of my family is going to go away. They're going to go um, see the rest of their family for a few days, uh, which is great. Um, in England, in England, and I thought, what a fantastic opportunity for me to go do some driving, and not feel like terribly guilty about it. Sure, about like disappearing off for two days and just going driving. And and in order to do that, you have to bring the dog. Well, I was. Th- well, I shouldn't say you have to. Oh, no, you I, can I wouldn't have the dog to. Right? At I Lucky's. Put, yeah, yeah, I could put the dog at Lucky's. But I, I was like, no, that'd be fun. It'd be fun to go and absolutely, you know, go hang out down the beach and stuff like that with yeah. the dog. Be fun. What are the dates of this? Oh. Uh, I can't remember the exact. Is time. the right, dog well, has the dog been on a spirited drive with you? Yeah, probably. You my, should test that out. Yeah, I should. Probably. Yeah, like my, if she gets sick, you're got, not going to want to yeah. deal with that. Oh you no, be careful. She's, no, she's she's fine. Okay, she's been fine with that. My old lab got sick constantly in the car, and when she wasn't physically getting ill right in front of my face, she would she just looked sick. You know, I could just imagine she hated driving. I could imagine Scout on a spirited drive. She's like, "You're exceeding the speed limit." <laughs> That's totally Scout. Yeah. Pawing you, yeah. you know. Stop Dad. it. Stop it. <laughs> 
My dog just, my little dog that I have now, she would just sit there in the front seat and just stare at me the entire time, like right through me, just really right in my eyes. Every time I look at her, she's looking me right in the eyes. I throw in the BMW, no problem. You can crawl all over the BMW. But the Porsche is a... Scout yeah, Scout does the same thing that that Luna does, which uh, which I think I think it's very odd for especially for like a lab. She's been in the car a lot, right? In in our, either of our cars, and never once has she stuck her nose out the window. Yep, Scout will put her head out the window. I don't either. get it. My like, old lab too, and I was heartbroken about it. I always wanted to be one of those really? people that had the dog enjoy sticking oh, her head out the window. So Dexter, our, our old dog, like every time, Aww. head straight out the window. Yeah. It's a uh, dads with cars and dogs. Yeah, we, we we all have dogs. Yeah, and children. Yeah, I think the thing is like I think Scout's more aware of the nuance of mid or rear engine driving <laughs> than my son actually is. Like, because I go for the key and I turn the key and she goes like this. Like oh, she, she looks, looks behind at where her. the motor is. She oh, looks behind her when the motor comes on and she's like. Oh. <laughs> Why and is then, the noise coming from that? Right. Yeah. And then I, I, I feel awesome. like she's she's reaching over to like grab a shift herself. It's like, uh, okay, like three thousand is about good in this neighborhood, you know. And yeah. she's like kinda but but she she doesn't do that. That's me just being funny. But she legitimately watches me shift. Like I I'll shift and she's just like <laughs> staring. And then at I her. and then I go and I like move the lever up and she's like, Huh, what did you do there? And she's fixated on it, like, oh, what's that about? You know, that's cute. <laughs> she's like, she's like, Cameron, this is not how we, they, how we were taught. And there's FSB. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> she's a millennial dog. <laughs> yeah. No clue. So yeah. Road trip. Yeah. I'm excited to th- th- throw us some dates as soon as you can. So yeah. I, can, I can kind of figure that yeah. out. See if I can do that. But I'm thinking maybe, maybe, maybe two nights. Perfect. You know, and then, uh, do a loop, kind of do the coast. Or do those back roads that you were you mentioned from like here to San Luis Obispo? I'd love to. To me, uh, San Luis Obispo as the first night yeah. of a road trip. Yeah. There's so many great options. Yeah. And also, I just love that area yeah. so much. I, I, I'm in. It sounds great. And then I've, 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 I've mentioned this before, but there's that canyon road in like north of L.A. Yep. That I, I hear, I've read about. Uh, you know, and I've seen some stuff about it. I'm like, I got to go drive that at some point. So it seems like a good opportunity to go do that. Yeah, in San Luis Obispo. Then you spend the day heading towards LA, doing those roads, whatever, yeah. and then even start heading back, and not Bakersfield, maybe, but you know, like s- somewhere in that region. Yeah, spend the night there, and then maybe even 25. Bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> or 25 on the way home. Yep, uh, some, something like that. Yeah, might, that's what might, we're might be fun. Yeah. And there's some cool roads near Colinga that connect Colinga or five to one oh one. Yeah. Those cut across roads, those are fantastic. Colinga. I gotta say, that's one of the reasons I'm gonna have hey, a we very hard time leaving California. Podcast on night one and yeah. I wonder are if we could leave California. No, but I, I, I ha- always have like a wandering mind. I'm ready for an adventure mm. at all times. But no, I'm not gonna leave California. It's gonna be very hard to get me out of this state. Until I, you start pay taxes when you're like your whole family's retired. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know about that either. <laughs> I've already wrapped my head around that and I kind of accepted it. You know. Plus, I know so many people that have said, "Oh, I'm leaving." People that are retired that have said, "I'm going to leave the state now because I'm so sick of paying these taxes." They're still here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a reason. Yeah. There's there a reason they're still here. Yeah. I, I read this a thing place today rules. that uh, 
we're on the way to being the world's fourth largest economy. Right. Like, who are we overtaking? I don't remember, but we Germany. Were like sixth for a really long time, yeah. and now we're the fourth largest economy. But uh, for me, it's all about the roads. You know, that I can drive 15 minutes from my house and be on Highway 9 and then within 45 minutes be on Highway 1 and to just have that be like a weekday or, or, yeah. a, or a day that I can escape for just a few hours and go experience something that some people in the world try to, you know, spend their whole lives trying to do yeah. to get to California and drive the PCH or something like that is, uh, I don't take that for granted. I mean, that is just, it's really special. Yeah. That, that was one of the re- that was one of the things I was looking at today on the map, because I've certainly never driven like all of PCH, like from end to end, yeah, in one in a single trip, but I keep doing bits of it, yeah. So I keep sort of keep note I keep noting down in, like mentally, right? Well, I've done that bit from there to there, but I haven't done that bit from like there to there. So, sure. So I haven't done like San Luis Obispo to like Santa Barbara. I haven't done that bit. Yeah. So well, there's a reason for that. Yeah, that's not the best part. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you still you got to tick it off, right? You got to yeah. you, you got to have done it, right? When I first moved to Denver, I hopped on a crappy four hundred dollar motorcycle that I had, and I rode it to Seattle from Denver, and then took the entire PCH down to LA, right? Because of what you're talking about, right. I was just like, I need to do this. I've been needing to do this forever, and I don't even know why. And to me, that was just like the be all end all road trip. Um, and it worked out fantastic and it was great. I loved it. But um, now I mean, that I, I live near here, it's just great. We we just did a chunk of it coming home because we had to. We couldn't go back on the I-5. And yeah, it's all right. I don't. I mean, I think you have to do it to do it, but there's no real driving to be done there you know on highway one yeah i don't agree i mean for me on motorcycle maybe it's different because i was on a motorcycle i've yes. done all lots of bits in cars but i've never done the whole thing like i did on the bike um so that probably lent itself to a more positive experience well i mean there's, I, I mean, there's like, between, certain between like santa cruz and pismo there's good yeah from, there's yeah good road. Oh, that, that's, oh, ex- yeah. that's exactly okay. what's popping into my head yeah okay. no i'm talking like, about the part, the part like from santa barbara to la like oh, I just, we just sucks. did it and i was like Oh, it sucks. Ugh. Yeah. With a side of ugh. It's beautiful views. Yeah. The, the scenery sure. is stunning, but it's relatively straight. There's no real And everybody corners. drives like a total jackass. Yep. Everybody's, no one knows what they're doing. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, stunning scenery, by the way. You know, when you're going through Santa Barbara and looking up at those those mountains and, and the ocean to your left, I mean, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but not in our cars. I mean, honestly, like... I would much rather be driving my 1602 on that road. Yeah. Because you're just, you know, hammer it and, you know, whatever whatever corner is going to be fun in that. In our cars, it's like, it's too meh, much. You know? Yeah. The car, the car is too much. That, that's kind of, it's like, I was thinking about motorcycles when it comes to stuff like that. I'd rather have a bike that I can ring out and just, when I say ring it out, like, you know, you think of the throttle, twisting that throttle all the way. And not having it flip over on me because it's so powerful, but being able to just drive the crap out of it as hard as it'll go. Yeah. And you can't do that in a Porsche, really, unless you're on the track. You just can't. Yeah. Not safely, anyway. But in a 1602, you could have a ball. Yeah. You well, really what, let what it about out. like a Toyota GM? I, was, I swear that's, <laughs> I was going there. Seriously. 
that might even be too much. That's a lot. What's a zero to 60 on that thing? I don't know. I, it's probably pretty close to four seconds. Yeah, I would imagine. it's It's got to be fast. Yeah, it's a ballsy vehicle. We all need Honda S2000s. Yeah. Let's start a club. I think there is one. What did we talk about today? We Honda talked about S2000s. the car show. <laughs> the car show, international car shows, in my opinion, boring. They're not international. Yeah, why do they call it international? They're I don't straight know. like Japanese imports and that's it. Well, there and were a few some American Korean, cars. Korean imports and then the I I mean I did see you hanging out quite a bit with the the Corvette crew there, you know, that like those guys that were like hanging out on the wall who were just like <laughs> super into their Corvettes, just staring at them waiting for someone to ask them a question. Yeah. Does it have a V8 in it? Yeah. Mm. Is it an L something? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh we talked about the International Auto Show. We talked about Paintless dent removal. Yeah, we talked about how amazing that can be. We gave shout outs to people. Yeah. yeah. And, and and the beauty of going to a shop that'll charge you 120 bucks an hour these days. Was it 120? 120. It used to be like 85. Well, 120 to me is still incredibly yeah. fair. Yeah. Showing, you're showing your age, your age there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where you could do 85. Well, yeah, in, ni- in 1985. No, he worked on my, <laughs> when I had my uh, E30, he worked on my 325i. He worked on the Boxster. Look um, at the other place, two twenty five. Yeah, it's a ripoff. Period. Yeah, and that's even cheaper than the dealer, of course. But why? When you have this, why do that? The the guy did a great job, and I trust me. When I drove away from that guy, he did a lot of coolant work, and I just drove the crap out of it, trying to make a bubble appear or the temperature to go up or anything to happen. And I could not. It's perfect. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, he nailed it. That's yeah. great. So we talked about that guy. Yep, he's great. Sometimes it's okay to go to the cheap shop, fellas. It's okay. Don't worry about what other people say. Be Just your own. Do it. Be your own general contractor. Yep, that's what I say. I'm a 911 driver who officially is telling you that I oh, won't God. take my 911 to that guy. Dude, you're like, <laughs> are you going to start talking about how rich your daughter is? No. Are you sure? No. Okay. Not rich. But but yeah, I I don't I don't know if I'd bring my 911 to him. But but I would. I don't know. You worked on my Boxster. It's still right. a car. Yeah, it's still a car. Well, look, I I go there and I talk to him and I judge his confidence level. Well, so I can tell in his eyes. You know? So I have the for two hundred seventy five bucks. I'll tell you which shop to take your Porsche to. Wait, I have to pay you two seventy five. Yeah, you're getting oh, into my network. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a one off. It's a it's it's a discounted rate. It's uh-huh. down from nine ninety nine. Do I get a pamphlet? You get a pamphlet. I'll put it up on Where our website. Where do I sign? I'll put it up on our website. How about that? <laughs> like, hey, local people. And hopefully these, all these guys give me a kickback. Uh, so anyway. Yeah. I'm Ben. I'm Evan. And I'm Cameron. And you've been listening to Dads Who Cars.